today on It's Time. When you get in your mind and in your heart that while I was yet a sinner, or while I was sideways or goofy, and at times still am, that I want people to love me, I would invite you to extend that same courtesy and love to others. Hello and welcome to It's Time, the daily teaching ministry of Pastor Mike Kessler, the pastor of the River Christian Fellowship in Twin Falls, Idaho. Today, Pastor Mike is teaching on the book of 2 Peter. The study on 2 Peter is part two of the Peter series, and if you'd like to catch up on the series, 1 Peter is available for free download through the iTunes podcast store, or you can purchase it from CSN at 800-357-4226. With 2 Peter, here's Pastor Mike. You can't let somebody else's darkness ruin your relationship. You can't let somebody else's darkness, no matter what is caused by, and here it says primarily it's caused by covetousness. Maybe Judas Iscariot was jealous of the authority and those people that thronged Jesus that were always around him. Maybe he felt that he should be the one. The Bible tells us that he had been stealing money from the disciples all along. And yet Jesus allowed him to be there. Friends, I look at this, you know, you can say you love somebody, but when you love somebody when they're acting really weird, that's real love. I know for many of you that have children, and maybe some of your children are not walking with the Lord, maybe they hate you, maybe they shook their fist in your face, and over these past holidays, they didn't even call you on the phone to say they loved you. I just want to tell you, don't return evil for evil, but return good for evil. Jesus said, what do you think? You think you're getting reward when you love those that only love you? He said, even the worst of heathens do that. But he said, love those who despitefully use you. And do good to them. And, and the reason why is, friends, if, if we don't make a difference, there will be no difference made. You see, I, I believe that the church, Jesus said, is the salt of the earth, the light of the world. And people look to the church for love. Friends, we talk a lot about apostasy in the last days. And, and I do believe that is an issue. In fact, as we look here, it says, is there was false teachers then? There are false teachers now. And there's so many crazy heresies that keep coming out all the time. Uh, some of you remember the shepherding uh, doctrine that came out that you couldn't buy a car or get married or buy a washer or a dryer without asking your shepherd. And it was the shepherding doctrine. It's pretty much over now. And then there was the positive confession movement and the negative confession movement that you think, oh, I, I think I'm getting a cold. Whammo, you got a cold. No, I think I'm getting a cold. I ought to put a coat on. That's logic. Or you might say something like, well, you know, um, I'm just going to visualize my new Americanus Maximus. The one thing they don't tell you is how to pay for Americanus Maximus. That's a big car. But you know, a lot of times visualization and positive confession and all that stuff, I'm not saying Christians need to be negative. I, I think we need to be positive people. 
But to say that whether or not whatever I say happens or doesn't happen, friends, listen, that isn't what a Christian is. And even if positive confession worked, I want to tell you something, that doesn't make you right with God. You see, it's not my will, but God's will be done. And if you're going to confess anything, Lord, I confess your purposes and will for my life today. I don't know what that is yet. I'm not that far along. But I know that's what I want to do. And you look at all the other doctrines that are out there that have circulated the holy laughter, the holy howling, the holy hulu, I don't know, whatever there is now. There's always going to be those kinds of doctrines that circulate in the church. But that's where you found yourself in the Word of God, that you're stable and, and, and you do this. And he says, the reason they do this is because they're covetous. They're, 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 they're greedy for something that you have. Be a person that speaks well of people. And when you hear somebody cutting somebody else down, I, I just want to invite you to just say, you know what, let's just pray for that person right now. I think that's a real good thing to do. If somebody was talking bad about you behind your back, wouldn't you want somebody to stop them? I think you would. Oh yeah, just cut me to shreds. No, I don't think so. I think what we really want somebody to do is plead our defense. And so I would invite you to watch for one another. Cover one another's heart. Bless one another. Lift one another up. And I know this sounds hard sometimes because we we hear it, and it becomes part of our, 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 you might say, our Christianese. But maybe in this year, and we talked about that, where we know that the false teachers are going to come in, we talk about that. But you know one of the other things that, that is the major thing lacking in the church today is love. Do you know that's what brought me back to Jesus? It was love. I was raised in church. I, I, I knew the Bible very, very well. I had Christian parents that read, my mom read me and my sister the Bible every day for about an hour and a half. Kids would come over, knock on the front door. I remember especially at Christmas, or at, uh, in the summer vacation and I'd look out the window. Uh, we lived in Southern California and I could see the, my friends riding up and down the sidewalk waiting for me to come out. And my mom said, no, nope, you're going to sit here and we're going to read the Bible. And it's not that I didn't like that. I really did because I liked the Bible stories. I liked hearing about all the great things God could do. But I remember the door knocking and saying, no, uh, Mike can't, and Marilyn can't come out and play yet. Uh, they're, they're getting their Bible lesson. Do you want to come in and listen? No! <laughs> but you know, I look back now, I think, boy, I'll tell you, that was, that was the, those, those were the good old days. You know, and, and, and there, I, I remember watching the kids, and then I was listening to my mom read the Bible. And I, and I remember, even, even when I was a kid, I knew what my mom was telling me was more important than riding my bike up and down the sidewalk. And, and, that, that, and, I, and I look at that, and, and, but yet, somehow in the church... See, this was back, and you got to remember, this was when the, the, you know, in the late 60s, early 70s, and, you know, there was the hippies and the yippies and the yippies and the, I don't know, it was, it was a crazy time. And I remember going to church, and we loved you if you looked like us. And I remember the, the, the sermons, sometimes I would hear that if you were saved, you'd be shaved and you'd get your hair cut. Now, I didn't have long hair when I was in high school. I didn't have long hair in those days either. I worked for National Cash Register as a field service tech right out of high school, and they wouldn't let us have long hair. But nevertheless, I still knew what love was. And I, and I thought about people that I knew that did, and I would bring them to church. 
And they would be rejected because of the way they look. Friends, our theology can be flawless. But if you don't have love, Paul says in Corinthians 13, you don't have anything. And what brought me back to Christ, friends, was not a beautiful building. It wasn't that everybody was in suits and ties or, or, or that the music was superb. You know what it was? It was love. Because I saw, when I went to this one particular church out in, out in um, Walnut, California, I saw, uh, I saw a guy with wingtips. Those are shoes. And in a three-piece suit, sitting next to some guy in a t-shirt and cutoffs. And they actually acted like they liked each other. And that was weird. Because I never saw that. Because what I saw where I had been raised was people liked each other if they were like each other. If you looked like me and acted like me, then you could be my friend. But when I saw diverse backgrounds and different hair lengths, I saw love. And that changed my life. That, that, that had such a profound impact in my life. It wasn't the meticulous doctrine. It was love. And friends, that's what I'm saying. If we go back and we love people, you will see a change not only in your life, but in the lives around you. And if there's anything I could share with you, love is a decision that you make, but it is spawned by what you believe and what you think. You can't just walk out of here today saying... I'm going to be a loving person. You know why? You can't. Do you know why? Because you're relying on your own ability to love. But when you get in your mind and in your heart that while I was yet a sinner, or while I was sideways or goofy, and at times still am, that I want people to love me, I would invite you to extend that same courtesy and love to others. It's real easy. See, see, a lot of times we think, is this person worthy of my love? Well, the truth of the matter is, none of us are worthy of love. The Bible says we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, no, not one. So what, the, what does that tell, categorically tell you? We're all bozos on this bus. And it's true. But if we can go back and love... And we can put the Word of God as the forefront. Now, there's people that use the Word of God in a wrong way. Well, the Bible says I am to condemn everybody that doesn't see it like me. No. The Bible says you love people in spite of the way they are. And friends, that's what made the church what it was. And it's what can make the church again what it's supposed to be. But it goes back to that heart of love. And friends, that's irresistible. You know what? When you're stumble bumbling around in the world and you're out hanging out with your friends because they're a bunch of partiers and stuff like that, you know why we do that? Because we feel some kind of camaraderie. We feel some kind of, of, of belonging. Oh, I think radio stations are neat. I think TV stations are neat. I think door-to-door evangelism is neat. I think great youth groups and going to different countries is neat. I think meals and fellowship together is neat. I think the singles group is neat. I think the women's fellowship group is neat. I think the men's fellowship on Saturday morning is neat. But what we really need to go back to is love. And those are all ingredients in that very thing of being what God wants us to be. 
And if there was ever any kind of a message that we could have, it would be God transform the way I think about my fellow man. You know, we've not yet had to rely on each other. It may be very much that we may be all we have is each other down the road someday. I want to just encourage you to to enjoy the fellowship of the saints and take it very seriously and protect it. And yes, it's impossible, Jesus said, offenses will come. Well, I was in church last Sunday morning and that lady over there looked at me cross-eyed and I don't think she likes me. I just wanted to go right up and pull her wig right off. I just, that's what I wanted to do. Listen, let it go. Let it go. Hey, they might have had a bad day. I shared the story once. It was quite a while ago I shared it, but it was a true story about a man took the same trip every day on Sunday. He'd go up and see his family, his mother, this is back east. He'd get on the, 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 like the Amway train and he would go up and see his mother. He said uh, he'd get his cup of coffee and his newspaper and he'd read it going up to see his mom. The train would stop, he'd get out and she'd pick him up and they'd go out and have lunch. This one day he got on the train. This other guy got on the train as well. He had three kids with him. As he was sitting there trying to read his newspaper and drink his coffee, these kids were climbing all over the chairs and they were screaming and yelling as children will do and banging on the windows and everything like that. And finally this guy, drinking his cup of coffee and reading his newspaper, laid it down. He looked at the man and said, Would you please control your kids? And the man, the father of these kids, looked at the guy and said, I am so sorry. I really am sorry. He said, my kids have been up all night. My wife just died in the hospital. And um, I don't know what we're going to do. I'm just taking them right now to their grandma's. The guy said he wanted to put the newspaper over his head. You don't always know what's going on in somebody else's life that makes them act the way they do. And real love says, I will forbear whatever offense that you've done to me, I will forbear that and trust God to work that out in your life. Now that doesn't mean I'm going to let somebody lamb blast or chew somebody else up I love. I'm not going to let them do that. But at the same time, I don't want to chew them up in doing it. And friends, this is something that I believe that God has really impressed on my heart. What we all are looking for is love. Why do you think the gangs are taking over your country? You think I'm kidding? Spend 10 minutes. No, on second thought, don't. But I was going to say, spend 10 minutes watching MTV. But that'll give you an idea of the mentality or the identity crisis that kids are going through today. And do you know what what they're looking for? They're looking for a family to belong. Do you know why they want a family to belong to? They don't have one. They don't. The American family is so fragmented. Family vacation doesn't mean anything anymore. Family vacation means, oh yeah, well my mom and all of us were going somewhere with my, her boyfriend that she just started going out with three weeks ago. And, you know, I mean, this is what's going on. So what does that tell me? It tells me that you, on this side of the room over here, we're going to be the family that these kids don't have. We're going to be those that love these people who have no love in their home. There are many single parent families in our church. We need to watch out for them. There's some single parent guys here that they got these kids, they don't know what to do with them. 
You know, it used to be that you'd pour the cereal in the bowl and they'd come and eat it. You get overwhelmed in life. And you're a guy, you don't do dishes, you just pour the cereal on the floor and say, kids, come and get it. It's all going to end up there anyway. We need to be a family. Friends, don't let heresies and stuff that doesn't matter separate you, first of all, from the love of God, and second of all, from the love of each other. You may not need the person right now that maybe you're sitting across the hall from, or from the aisle from. But in the days to come, it may very well be that this person will be the one that you need. But you say, but Mike, they, they looked at me cross-eyed and I'm really, I'm, I'm really offended. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you may not know what's going on in their life right now. And it may just very well be everything that they can muster to just come to church and sit here as volatile, as a volatile powder keg that they may be. They're here. And you know, they're here, you're here for a reason. To get from God and to give for God. False doctrine always isolates and, and puts a person in their own wall. Church today, much of Christianity is more of what they're against than what they're for. And I, I want to remind you, for this reason, Jesus died on the cross. You see, His blood covered our sins. Now we say that with the thought of past. Jesus died for my sins past present, and future. Let's talk about present for a minute. You think about that. You you see, those are our offenses. Those are the things that build walls. Don't allow that to happen. When you see somebody that you're struggling with, you just have to say, you know what? I want to kick him in the head, but you know what? I'm going to commit him to Jesus, and I'm going to pray for him. Jesus said that. He said, pray for your enemies. It's much easier just to get angry with them because I'm justified. They are a bozo and I have a right to be mad at them. And then God looks at me and says, you have no rights. What do you mean? I'm American. No, what do you mean? And God says, when you came to the cross, you died. You died. We always hear about that. Come to the cross and die. Sounds spiritual. Sounds good. I can do that for five minutes. Okay. No, it means we give up all of our rights as a Christian and we adopt the life of Christ. I don't need me anymore. I need Jesus. I need to be more like Jesus. That means have an eye for others' needs. That means you will then interject yourself into other people's lives. As they ask you to, as you see the need for, we become a family. Friends, listen, families are fragmented. Love is missing. Love is gone from the church. Now, you can have the Word of God, and I thank God for that, but if you don't have love, you don't have anything. And you can't just say, okay, I'm going to be loving now. That does not work. Listen, it does not work. So then how do I become loving? Realize what Jesus has done for you. While you are lost and stumbling in your sins and offending God, God looks at you and says, but I still love you. And if God loved me, when I was such an offense to Him, I am required by God to love my fellow man, even though they're an offense to me. That's why the Bible says to pray for your enemies. After all, you made them. And you think about how God desires 
unity. You know, Jesus is, you know what the Lord's Prayer is? Most people say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be that. No, that's not the Lord's Prayer. That's the disciples' prayer. Jesus, as the disciples came to him, they said, Jesus, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. And Jesus said, Well, when you pray, pray like this Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be that. The Lord's Prayer, though, that's really the Lord's Prayer, is in John 17. And all the way through John 17, something you're going to find over and over again. Father, that they may be one as we are one. Why does he say that? Because he knows by human nature, friends, it doesn't happen. Realize what God has done for you. That he loves you even though if somebody was to follow you around this past week and write down every single thing you did, every thought you had, every word you said, how spiritual would you really be? Mm. newspaper over the head and yet Jesus still loves us but pride puffs us up and says I'm better than you are and therefore I can judge you you ever see people that like to judge you and yet you know more about them I've seen this over and over again they want to judge you but you know so much more about them and you think what in the world are you doing You think sometimes people that claim to be spiritual would figure it out. And yet sometimes Christians are the worst. I'm inviting you today to consider this in this new year. Let Jesus forgive your sins. Be thankful that he's forgiven your sins. And then forgive others of their sins against you. That's how you love your fellow man. Again, Jesus said, if you only love those that love you, he said, even the heathens do that. That's Pastor Mike Kessler with It's Time. I'd like to take this moment to invite you to get your free copy of It's Time to Grow, the new believers booklet written by Pastor Mike. It's Time to Grow answers many of the questions new believers have in a clear and concise manner, followed by the scripture references for each statement made. It's Time to Grow can be yours simply by dialing 800-357-4226. That's 1-800-357-4226. Or you can order it online for free at csnradio.com. Don't forget, if you'd like a copy of today's program, you can call our toll-free line I mentioned before, and that's 1-800-357-4226. Also, the daily free podcast is available through iTunes by searching for It's Time in the iTunes Store. On behalf of Pastor Mike and all of us here at the River Christian Fellowship, thanks for listening and tune in next time for It's Time.